Alright everybody, welcome back to Irrefutable Sports. My name is Lucas, and this gentleman over here, his name is... My name is Ben, and we are back for NFL picks for this week. Week 5 of the 2021 NFL season. We did not make this video in time for Thursday Night Football, but Lucas and I both picked the Rams, uh, so we were right on that one. Lucas, what do you think here early on? What do you think of that finger injury for Russell Wilson that knocked him out of the game in the third quarter? Well, I gotta say, finger issue injuries are one of those things that's that are kind of hard to uh, hard to know because it looks really bad. Like they're saying finger, it's a sprain, but I guess he's uh, he's getting an MRI today, so we don't know for sure if it was a break. It looked it looked dislocated to me I, on TV. It looked can, dislocated. The only thing I can really relate it to is um, you know I used to play basketball quite a bit as a kid, and you know when you go up for a rebound and you would just jam your freak out of your finger down like that used to really hurt. Like, well, he did and, it on uh, Aaron Donald's hand. Aaron Donald, Aaron a mountain of a man. His hand, <laughs> like, uh, he did it. He, they hit hands. It was Wilson was following through on a pass, and it's the middle finger on his throwing <laughs> hand, his right hand. So definitely not a not a good thing for the Seahawks. Um, but that's something to keep an eye on. We'll we'll have to. They're now two and see, three on the season. Those Seattle uh, Seahawks. The uh, Geno Smith led Seattle Seahawks are not as nearly as uh, tempting as the uh, Russell Wilson led Seahawks for sure. Um, so what we're going to do this episode, we're going to do something very similar to last episode. We're going to go through some picks. Um, once again, we didn't get to pick Thursday night. We're sorry. Uh, we're sorry if you're all waiting for our Thursday night picks. But We promise we all we both picked the Rams. We, <laughs> we promise. We both picked the Rams. It, it's out there. <laughs> we, we got it right. We it was, promise. It was audited by a third-party platform. No, it, it just, wasn't. It wasn't, but we did pick the Rams. But anyway, we're going to get into some Week 5 matchups in the NFL. Uh, before we get into that, Lucas, uh, I quickly want to talk about... Some games we differed on last See, week. See, I was just trying to skip that because I, <laughs> I wanted to kind of just... There was five games Lucas and I differed on last week, and I got four out of the five of those predictions correct. The one thing I have to say is I heart the Arizona Cardinals. Yes, he got the Arizona Cardinals right, and I'll give him credit for that in a minute. Uh, so Lions at Bears, I took the Bears. So that right game, on that okay, I don't really feel as bad about that game because that one was just hard, okay? Like, that the, was a hard the Lions turned the ball over in the red zone so many times. Like, they, they really should have <laughs> won that game because Justin Fields didn't even really play that well. They just, he didn't play bad, though. The Lions, 11 for 17, 209 in a pick. I think the Lions lost that game more than the Bears won that game. That's probably true. Uh, the next one we differed on, Panthers at the Cowboys. We both actually thought it would be a low-scoring game. I did take the Cowboys. Cowboys put a lot of points up on a, yeah, what we thought was, was a good defense. Hey, but I tell you what, though. Them signing Stephon Gilmore after that matchup, that's a great move. The trade, trading yeah. for Stephon Gilmore for only a six-round pick. Like, you got to give it to the Carolina GM. Now. He's like, you know what? We got burned by Dak Prescott. We're going to go get, like, arguably, like, top five corner in the league. So, you know, like... You can't be mad at that if you're because JC Horn is injured. Um, they so. did get, um, oh my god, I'm blanking on his name now. I believe it's his name is it's Henderson, the the corner, CJ the J- Henderson. CJ Henderson. I almost He's called him good EJ. Too. But so, yeah, I mean, they CJ. really beefed up their secondary, so that's uh, we're, it'll be interesting to see what happens with that as the year progresses and whether they can be good against because the, the defense looked really good against bad teams they played, like they looked great against you know, like the Saints. The people thought the Saints were going to be good, but like the Saints have been one of the most up and down teams I have ever seen. That, that was a game we both got wrong. Um, the that Saints, so yeah, blew a twenty-one to ten lead. Like halfway through the fourth, to the Giants. Famous Dan- Daniel, Daniel Jones was NFC Offensive Player of the Week. See, the thing is, 
I I heard this take uh, and I I forgot who said it, but it's almost like famous Jameis is playing way too conservative now. Like he's almost scared to push the ball. But I feel like part of that is Sean Payton. Sean Payton has altered his game plan and he's calling plays extremely conservative. Something else I've noticed over the years about Sean Payton is on some of these good Saints teams over the last few years is, you know how people say oh like or which would be true the Saints would choke some of these playoff games like. You know, the, the NFC Championship in 2018 to the Rams, uh, 2019 the wild card game to the Vikings, uh, last year to the Bucks. But I feel like in the, some of these playoff games that they lose, it's almost like Sean Payton himself, even when he had Drew Brees, would be more conservative in his play calling than in the regular season. But it's like, Sean Payton, your aggressiveness is what got you to being a good offense and a good team. And you, okay, we're off topic. These aren't week five picks, but no, but, the, but then he's doing it again. Yeah. But now in the regular season, because he's like, oh, Jameis throws a lot of picks. We're going to be super conservative. And guess what? I, I, he also doesn't have any wide receivers on that team. That and team honestly, is terrible wide receivers. Honestly, hot take is their defense is not nearly as good as it looked against the Packers. Like, their defense is okay, but it's not going to carry that team. Like, it, it, Daniel Jones can score on you. You're not... I didn't hot. think the Saints, I didn't predict them going into the season as a playoff team, and I'm still sticking with my prediction of they're about a, like, either an 8-9-ish team, like a, like around probably, 500-ish team. That's probably pretty accurate, but uh, what other games did we uh, differ on that I uh, choked on? We <laughs> differed also on the Colts at the Dolphins. You kept telling me how Carson Wentz sucks. He does kind of Carson suck, Wentz but he doesn't not. suck. Listen. He doesn't suck as much as Jacoby Brissett. Okay, but that... And the Colts let, team is a way no, better let's, team. Let's talk about how high of a bar that really is. So, yeah, he was mildly better than Jacoby Brissett. You got it wrong. That's the point. Last year. But I don't feel bad about that because, yeah, I know Jacoby Brissett ended up playing like crap. Okay, I was wrong about that. But my takes, JT carried listen, that game. my takes on Carson Wentz, still there. He did not win them that game. Not at all. His stats were actually not as bad as I thought but okay. watching the game. What are um, the stats? Carson Wentz went 24-32 for 228 and two touchdowns. Not as bad as I would have thought. But watching the game, he didn't look very good. No, I, I mean, I, I, he got yardage, and he got those two touchdowns, but he, you know, I, I just, I, against a better team, he, he's not doing that, and he's not winning the game. Exactly. I don't, at this point, the Colts are 1-3. Um, Wentz isn't looking that great. I but hey, I don't up, think they're going to be a playoff shout team. Shout out Jonathan Taylor, JT23, go Badgers! 16 carries, 103 Badger yards football makes me sad. That's for a different time. Anyway. <laughs> um, another game we differed on was... The Ravens at the Broncos. This man out here was telling me how te- I, Teddy B got hurt, but they were getting they were losing by quite a bit when he got hurt, anyways. But he was saying how Teddy B and the Broncos team overall is better than the Ravens. And Lamar, what did he do? He put the team on his back. He threw for three hundred yards for one of the few times in his so career he's allow, done that. Allow me to defend my my take, okay? Lamar, I just want to before you go. Lamar has improved tremendously as a passer this season. He. Like, and his throwing on the run is really good. Like, he is a lot better passer than people say. Like, you should not... If you're roasting Lamar Jackson's passing abilities right now, you don't know what you're talking about and are not paying attention to the Ravens. So, I was, I was wrong about the Broncos. They, I knew they played a poof schedule, but I thought because they were playing those teams so well that they could be good against good teams, but I don't... I no longer believe that. Um, but just speaking... <laughs> yeah, the Broncos aren't a good team. I'm I was, sorry. They're, I was, they're a really bad 3-1 team. I was mildly <laughs> concerned about the Ravens just based on their performances against teams I thought they should beat pretty well. Detroit, like, yeah, they played Detroit too closely. What scared me a lot was that Detroit game. So I overcorrected, and I thought the Broncos could beat them, but then I 
you know, I, I get you. I get you. So that that's that's kind of where my headspace was coming at that week. But I, yeah, I was I was dead wrong there. But you know, gotta own it. The Cardinals and the Rams, Lucas. I want to give you a lot of credit here. I went into this game taking the Rams and thought it would either be close or maybe even the Rams would beat them down a little bit. And it was the opposite. Stafford did not look comfortable for most of this game. Kyler Murray on fire, just torching up last year's number one ranked defense. And I think the big thing is Kyler wasn't making those stereotypical Kyler mistakes. Like he wasn't making too many mistakes where he just tried to do too much. Because when you've got the kind of ability like Kyler does, when you can like throw the ball falling off your back and hit someone like 40 yards in the football field, sometimes he tries to do too much crazy shit. <laughs> but like exactly. he looked, he, he played within the offense. He's very efficient but yeah but he didn't Kyler. make those crucial mistakes that could have swung the momentum of that game and that's why they won the game and james connor to his credit two touchdowns i believe on the day it, granted they were red zone touchdowns yeah but he, he, i am gonna say that james connor not very good considering he had 18 carries for 50 yards but, and averaged 2.8 I mean, <laughs> yards a carry so i'm not gonna no i just mean that he got <laughs> in when they needed him to and yeah he's a good i would only use him at the goal line i would use chase edmonds literally in every other situation well, he's like jerome bennis at the end of his career you just Put him at the goal line. You just pound him into the end zone. That's really all they want. They really all they should use James Conner for. Or twenty nineteen Todd Gurley. That's all he was good for. But, when but he lost know, that's, his explosive. That, that is a valuable part to an offense. So like he does. He's not gonna. I don't take him in fantasy because you can, should not count on that at all. But James Conner could be a valuable part of the football team, getting in from the short yardage situations. So. Um, and then the Rams, I'm not worried about them dropping that game. They showed me they're fine against Seattle. Um, you know, I think maybe like. They underestimated Arizona a little bit, and Arizona came in with a chip on their shoulder. I think Arizona's just a good football Cliff team. Kingsbury and Frankly, Kyler have yet to beat the Rams together. Um, this is, I believe, their fifth time playing the Rams, and so they... Because, yeah, this is Kyler's third year, so it would be the fifth time. All right, Ben, any more um, uh, week four games you want to talk about before we move on? No, let's get into week five. All right, so we got week five games. We did already mention Thursday Night Football at the beginning of the podcast. If you forgot, rewind the podcast, go listen to that. <laughs> we're gonna, But we're going to move on. So uh, the first game of week five we're going to discuss is the Falcons and the Jets, and this one's happening in merry old England. Yes, in the eight thirty a.m. Eastern. The I'm sorry, so, the nine thirty a.m. Eastern ben, London game. Let's hear your take here. Interesting, but one thing to note here, interesting for the Falcons is they're not going to have Calvin Ridley as he is sick and will not make the trip to London. Does that swing the game for you? Or are you still taking the Falcons? What's your take on this one? Um, I'm just surprised you'd even uh, like. I am taking the Falcons, but I'm surprised you'd even assume without letting me speak that I'm taking the Falcons, considering the New York Football Jets just pulled off one of the upsets of the year, beating the Tennessee Titans last week. But I'm not taking the Jets. I don't think that kind of play is sustainable. But also at the same point, the Falcons are also really bad. So would I be that surprised? No. But I look for I I'm been kind of waiting for him to pop off and he hasn't yet with calvin ridley out i mean obviously cordero patterson's having a good year i would if you have him in fantasy i'd start him in this game against the jets but look for kyle pitts to have a breakout game without ridley in there that's so that's my hot take is i'm picking i'm picking the falcons and maybe a closer your, game is that your steaming hot look, take at, look, look for like <laughs> pitts to have like Seven or eight catches, 100 yards, and a touchdown. That's ben like, Schlichting, steaming hot take of the week. I don't know if that's even that steaming. It's, <laughs> no, it's they not. don't have Calvin Ridley, and I, Kyle Pitts but, um, Yeah, he's going to so essentially do Just good. one comment on Pitts before I give you my pick. The issue with your rookie wide receivers is a lot of, like, and I'm considering a wide receiver because, let, let's be honest, Kyle Pitts is going to play a lot more wide receiver than he's going to play tight end in the NFL. You can call him whatever position you want to call him, but Kyle Pitts is essentially a wide receiver playing tight end. Would you agree with that? 
I do agree with so, that. But the issue with that is that even when you're freakishly athletic, it's super hard as a rookie wideout or just rookie pass catcher in general to have consistent numbers in the NFL. And Ben, you can back me up for this. You look at the numbers, historically speaking, not a lot of rookie receivers are going to put up cons- consistently good stats. So it's really hard to tell when and if Ben if, if Pitts is going to break out this year. I think you're definitely going to see flashes, but I don't know if you're going to see a, just a a league-breaking player in year one. It doesn't mean he won't become that, but it's just very like, very difficult and to do that. We don't want to like act as if like he's doing horrible because he's not. He's not doing he, bad. And through four games, he has 15 catches for 189 yards and no those touchdowns. Are, those are solid tight end stats. Like He's putting up good receiving stats. They just but don't, he's not breaking yeah. the league like some people thought he might when he came in. But that's not surprising is what I'm trying to say. He can still develop into something like that, but it's not surprising he's not there yet. But anyway, let's uh, my pick this game. I'm actually going to go with the Jets uh, for a couple reasons. Number one is I just don't trust the Falcons. Okay, they they, they should have beat the Washington football team last week. They they had every opportunity to win that game, but they just couldn't do it. Their defense is butter. <laughs> like, it, I mean, the football team. How many points? How many points did they score that game? Like thirty something. Thirty four to thirty. Atlanta lost. You know, Taylor Heineke scored thirty something points. And now, don't get me wrong, Taylor Heineke he's looked good this year, but you still let Taylor Heineke score over thirty points on you. With four minutes left, Atlanta was up thirty to twenty two. Um, the football team got a touchdown and but failed a two point conversion with three fifty two left to make it thirty eight to twenty eight, and then with thirty three seconds left, um, McKissick got a thirty yard touchdown. For the football team to beat the Falcons thirty-four so, to thirty, and, and so the, that, that's the it's reason, nothing new with the Falcons. So that's blowing the leads. They do it almost all. They do it so every year, multiple times a year. That's reason number one. Reason number two is that I think Zach Wilson has figured out a couple things. Now I don't think he's ready to break the league yet, but I think he definitely looks better than Zach Wilson in the previous weeks, and that's a good sign if you're a Jets fan. Um, and I just think the Jets are just a, more put together right now than the Falcons are, and for that reason, I'm taking the the Jets. Uh, but anyway, let's. Uh, ben, you got anything more to add on this game, or we're we gonna move on? I do not. The next game we have the Green Bay Packers at the Cincinnati Bengals. Lucas and I, as Green Bay Packers, as we are Packer fans, uh, I'm taking the Packers in this one. I do. I don't want to act like the Cincinnati Bengals are like a slouch team either. They're three and one. They beat some good teams. Um, they're you know with um, drafting Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow back from injury, they do look like a good team. Is their defense that great? No. Is their offensive line that great? No. But it, are they like going to be a really bad team? I don't think so. I think they'll be around 500 maybe. Um, but I do think the Packers are one of, if not the best team in the league right now. Um, I I think. They, I going into the season, I picked them to win the NFC, and I'm still riding with that pick. Uh, I think Packers will win by between like at least seven to ten. So one thing to watch in this game, uh, in my opinion, that's going to be crucial is the Packers are going to need to get a pass rush um, on Joe Burrow because uh, when you potentially are going to be playing without Jair Alexander, you're going to be relying on some I trust very, Rashawn Gary and Preston Smith and but Kenny Clark. Just hold on, let me fit. But you're going to be re- relying on a very young secondary to be able to go ahead and, and do what you need done in the secondary. And Jamar Chase, the man has what I think he has a touchdown in every one of his NFL games so far. Uh, and you know, it's not surprising that Joe Burrow and Chase can hook up at you know they used to be together at LSU. It's not surprising they still have that same. You know, that same connection in the NFL. You know, people roasted them for not taking Panay Sewell, which I still don't think they made the great decision, but 
then again, Peninsula has allowed a lot of sacks so far this season in Detroit. You can beat him with speed moves, turns out. Turns out you can't, <laughs> that big mountain of a man, that you can kind of get around him sometimes. So, the point is, that they, uh, they're looking pretty good with that Jamar Chase pick. That being said, I don't think that Joe Burrow at this point in his career can keep up with Aaron Rodgers. I think that defense, or you think the offense of the Packers is too good. I think the defense is starting to figure some things out under Joe Barry. Eric Stokes has looked really good getting that pick last week. It looks like this with Jair Alexander out this week, it looks like Kevin King is going to come back. So the two starting corners are going to be Eric Stokes and Kevin King. Uh, Eric Stokes, the man who was drafted to replace Kevin King. <laughs> so, but honestly, though, this is when you want to have Kevin King play, like, as much as Packers fans. Well, yeah, with Jair not, out. Exactly. As much as Packers fans do not like Kevin King, you do not want to see Isaac Yadam or Chandon Sullivan trying to go out there. Chandon Sullivan is in outside. the nickel, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, you don't want to see Chandon Sullivan play on the outside. He will get burned worse than Kevin King ever has. And that's just, yeah, you don't want to see it, okay? So, anyway. Um, so that game, yeah, the Packers is what I have. Uh, we're both in the Packers. I don't. I think it'll be a pretty close game, but I think that's ultimately what'll happen. Let's move on to another NFC North. Two actually NFC North teams. We got the Detroit Lions going to Minnesota to play the Minnesota Vikings, who have lost some really close games this year. Uh, you got the fight in Dan Campbell's. We're <laughs> no doubt going to play hard. Um, ben, what do you ultimately think shakes out in this matchup? I'm taking the Vikings, Lucas. Uh, I want to talk about each of these teams, but first with the Vikings, they are 1-3. They're not as bad as their record suggests. They're, the Vikings are a very talented team. They did you know, make a couple mistakes um, and lose Week 1 to Cincinnati in overtime, 27-24. Week 2, they were in a shootout back and forth with the Arizona Cardinals, who we say are potentially the hottest team in the league right now. I think no, they are the hottest okay. They're the, the hottest right team now. in the league, and the Vikings <laughs> were fought, were there blow for blow at them, and they just missed a chip shot field goal at the end. Uh, and then you have week three; they played a really good game and beat Seattle thirty to seventeen. And then last week, a defensive showdown between Cleveland that they lost fourteen to seven. So, what you know, they have played some good teams. Uh, so I mean, they had a tough start to this the stuff tough schedule to start the season that's why they're one and three i think they're going to pick up some games and i'm actually predicting minnesota is going to get into the playoffs as a wild card and they'll start their playoff push with a win this week against detroit but another thing the lions are not as much of a pushover as people say they're zero and four they're probably one of the best zero and four teams they're probably the best zero and four team in maybe nfl history honestly they 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 do not they're not a bad they narrowly lost to the niners where they were getting blown out in that game came back uh, they were they played they were beating the Packers at halftime, but they ended up getting blown out in the second half. They almost beat the Ravens week three last week against the Bears. They had some crucial turnovers in the red zone and lost twenty four fourteen. So they're you know they're very they're not bad. You know, like if they played the Jaguars or the Texans or I'm trying to think of another really bad team. If they played one of those or the Jets, if they played one of those teams, I think Detroit would win easily against those teams but well, the problem is it's who they're playing and their own for as a result of who they're playing well what's what's one thing you can say about dan campbell the man's a great motivator and i think that all of his players have clearly bought into what he's selling you know they're, they're so they're so on they're, they're smelling what he's stepping in so to speak you know they believe in Dan Campbell as a head coach. They bought into what he's telling them. So they're, they're, they fight really hard. You know, on paper, they've got some talent, but you wouldn't expect them to be in some of the games they've been in. But it's just truly because they never give up. You know, they're a football team that, that a lot of them are very young. They're very hungry. Uh, they want to win those games. And, 
you know, although they're not going to win many games, they're not going to be a pushover. They're not going to let you just walk all over them. And you could lose them. You know, some good teams could lose to them potentially at some point in the year. The Ravens almost fell into that themselves. Um, but, you know, I've got Minnesota in this game. Uh, I, I, I just think, you know, 1-3. If Minnesota loses this game, they're going to put themselves in a pretty, really bad hole to climb out of. Minnesota actually did something very similar last year. Uh, last year, as we know, or as you may know, they had a lot of injuries on defense. Their offense was really good, like it is right now, but they had a lot of injuries on defense, which, as a result... Um, they had the 29th ranked defense. Uh, normally under um, Mike Zimmer, they have one of the best defenses in the league. And the defense is playing better this year. But they had a similar situation where they did st- they did play a tough schedule at the beginning. Lost a lot of close games. And then they went on a run like middle of the season. But then towards the end of the season, they did lose a couple games. They finished 7-9. and nine. They were right there the last couple weeks of the season with the Bears. I think- to potentially get that... Um, well, and the Cardinals were there too to potentially get that um, final wild card spot in the NFC. With that being said, I think the key to this game is uh, Dalvin Cook. I think if Dalvin Cook's healthy and they get and, and Alexander Madison, and he's going to run all over and them. They, and they get the run game going. I I don't think Detroit can keep up with that. So anyway, we're going to move on. Uh, we've got uh, the aforementioned, uh, previously talked about Denver Broncos going into Pittsburgh to play the Steelers. Of course, the Steelers losing to the Packers last week. Uh, the Packers didn't play their best game, but they did good enough to beat the Steelers. The Steelers did not look good at all. Um, and the Broncos, we don't even know if Teddy Bridgewater is starting this week. It might be it Drew It looks Locke. like it's Drew Locke, but Teddy could clear concussion protocol so, at any moment. Uh, the question is, does that change your outlook? This is a difficult one. I, to me, I don't really have a great grasp on either of these teams because they both look different. I'm going to start with my pick. You know, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll tell you how I'm going first, Ben, and then I'll give you sure. a chance to react. I'm actually going with the Steelers in this one, mostly with the fact that I don't think Teddy Bridgewater is going to play. Um, to and, me, Teddy B doesn't factor that much. No, I, I just, it's, it's, it does it's, a little bit at least. It's very difficult to go into Pittsburgh and win, um, especially when you're not a, a vastly superior team. And I don't think the Broncos are vastly superior. Their defense is good. For sure, uh, and Big Ben at this point in his career, let's be honest, he's not giving you a whole lot. He's throwing a lot of five five yard checkdowns because he looks old. He is very much in decline this year. The thirty nine so, year old, but I just think that uh, going home, uh, the Steelers they know they need to win this game to keep themselves in contention. Uh, hopefully, their defense is going to be a little bit more healthy. T.J. Watt with his second week coming back from that injury is going to probably look a lot more like T.J. Watt. Um, I don't know if they have Bud, Bud Dupree back yet. Do we know if he's playing? Bud Dupree is on the Titans. Oh, who's the who's the other guy on the defense they're missing? They're missing another one of the linebackers. I, I think. believe. Um, I honestly, I don't even know. I don't know. That but much. anyway, um, I still got them in this game. I I think it's gonna be a close one, but I I just think that the Steelers are gonna win. Um, just based on what I said, Ben. What do you think about this one? I am also taking the Steelers. Uh, the pro- the Broncos. I mean, you got to You also have a good defense in Denver. There, uh, you got weapons around whoever the quarterback. Well, now the. It's probably going to be Drew Locke for this game, but whoever the quarterback is, you've got weapons there. But I be- KJ Hamler and Jerry Judy are hurt right now. So, I mean, you got Tim Patrick and Sutton and Fant. So, I mean, that's decent weapons, Melvin Gordon. Um, but I just don't... I don't either, Teddy Bridgewater, like people were saying how great he was playing. It's like he were playing terrible teams. Teddy B is not a bad quarterback, but he's just like a decent quarterback. He's a game manager. He's not going to go out there and win you big games and drew lock is just makes a lot of mistakes and doesn't look very good either but for pittsburgh so denver to me 
is they're not going to have that great of a season. I get they started 3-0. They played three of the worst teams in the league. Uh, but for Pittsburgh, obviously they have um, an amazing defense, one of the best defenses in the league, as they did last year. But that offensive line continues to be a problem. Last year, the offensive line was getting old and was not playing good down the stretch, which led to the offense struggling. This year, they revamped the line, but it's a lot of young guys who are not good, so it's still bad. Um, they were the they were last in the league in rushing last year. They draft Najee Harris. I believe I even said this last week. They draft Najee Harris, but the run game is not really much better See, right now it, because yeah. the O-line is bad. But not only is the O-line bad that's hindering the offense, Big Ben himself just looks like he's declined vastly at age 39. So it's great. You have Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, Juju Smith, Eric Ebron, you have these weapons, but when you can't, when your quarterback can't be protected and he looks washed, it's kind of hard to score a lot of points. In Pittsburgh, they're going to be a team where to win games, they're going to have to, they're only going to be putting up like 17 or 20 points, and their defense is going to have to just have an amazing performance. And I think it'll be one of those low scoring games like that this week that Pittsburgh will win. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that they can move some things around in the offensive line and they can eventually start improving that thing as the year goes along. And maybe maybe Big Ben will start to play a little better. Who knows? I, I not, I'm not going to count on it. I don't know. If he I, gets better protection, maybe he will. But uh, but let's move on. So uh, We're both taking the Steelers. Th- yeah, that's not uh, not even a question for me. Uh, the next one's not really even a question for me either. We've yeah. got Dolphins at Buccaneers. Uh, Tom Brady, he, he's going to bounce back. You didn't didn't really even play that badly in New England. He just the offense, in my opinion, the reason why the Buccaneers' offense struggled a little bit against the Patriots is who knows Tom Brady better than anyone? The man who's coached him for twenty years, Bill Belichick, who's also amazing at coming up with defensive schemes. Look Bill at what Belichick he did against almost everybody. Look, like look what he look what he did against Jared Goff in uh, Super Bowl Fifty Three a few years ago. But anyways, he so that's why Brady didn't play well. They. Um, Belichick knows his weaknesses and tried to expose them, but and Mac Jones did play a good game there. But, Mac Jones, you could argue, but I, I'm not. The point is, I'm not worried about the Buccaneers for only putting up 19 points though, last you week. You could argue statistically, Mac Jones played better than Tom Brady in that game. He, yeah, I agree with that. Which but, is, which is, which is, no. It, but if it's a Patriots fan, it should give you some some solace. But oh, I think Mac Jones will be good one day. Just I think Josh McDaniels and Belichick are calling these games. They're calling him way too conservative. They're not letting Mac hardly throw, and it's like then I don't think it's really him playing bad. It's just they're they're off. Kind of like what Sean Payton's doing with Jameis Winston. They're doing with Mac Jones, where they're just calling way too conservative of a game, trying to run the well, ball but, a lot, but the run game isn't working that the, great. The and, problem with uh, with not having a deep threat is that the defense doesn't have to prepare. They do have for a deep it. threat. No, they but can, hold, listen, listen. All right. The problem with not throwing the ball deep is what I mean. Okay. You're not doing that. They have people can make those plays, but the problem with not doing it is the defense doesn't think you're going to do it, so they can just play up and they can just suck in and you know they can defend all that close things. But if you make the defense think you're gonna at least think you might go deep, some of that stuff like the run game can open up a little bit more and you can get some more of those open passes easier and it everything kind of can open up a lot more. But if you're not at least giving the defense the thought that you might go deep, it's going to be really, really hard to get those short things consistently. Exactly. And if you look at the two touchdown drives from the Patriots in that game against the Buccaneers, get what were they doing? They were spreading people out. Mac was in the shotgun. They were, um, I don't know if they were exactly no huddling, but they're running up-tempo offense, moving the ball very quickly, and but it's and that worked really well for them. So, but we're talking too much about the. But anyway, just, the, just, the game just, at hand here is Dolphins at Bucks. Yeah. Dolphins not looking very good. Jacoby Brissett not looking that good. 
I think talent-wise, the Dolphins are still a good team, but when you don't have your quarterback, it's right, kind of so hard. But we, we're both easily taking the Let's go the box. box and move on. Yeah, let's, moving uh, on. We got uh, the New Orleans Saints at the football team. Uh, I'm, I'm going Saints this game um, for a couple reasons. Number one, I just, I don't know. I feel like Sean Payton should, this one's difficult, right? Because, like, I really want to pick the Saints and I'm going to pick the Saints, but I would not be surprised if the football team wins this game. Yeah, it, the, the point is both of these teams, in my opinion, aren't very good. So who am I going to take in a, like, evenly matched teams that are just kind of meh? I'm going to take Do Sean Payton. Do not bet this game is what I'm just what I'm Exactly. Saying. We both are taking the Saints, but I'm not very confident in that pick. If, if you're looking sense. for a game to bet on this week, do not bet on this game. Because this is one of the most unpredictable games that I, on the whole slate. Anyway. Saints are favored by two on the road, though, which is interesting. Spicy. Uh, next game, we got the Philadelphia Eagles at the Carolina Panthers. I'm taking the Panthers. I like what they have going. I think the Eagles are just really... I don't think the Eagles have much of an identity as a football team right now. You don't know what Jalen Hurts you're going to get. Um, he's looked very up and down at times this year. At times, he's looked good. Um, but I just think the Eagles have way too many problems to win this game. I think the Panthers know more of who they are. Um, I don't think McCaffrey's back for this week, but I think he might be. He's, um, he's, he's He said he feels healthy, but they just said today that... He's doubtful to play because they don't want to rush him back. So he said he back, feels great, though, but he's not but playing. I don't think that loses in the game. I, I just think that with with the way Sam Donald's been playing this year, I think he easily outduels Jalen Hurts. Oh, exactly. I, the way the Panthers' defense has played, um, they, they played the Cowboys and didn't look good, but that's literally one of, if not the, the best good. offense yeah, in the league. Arguably the best offense in the league. Uh, so, so many weapons. So I think against a not-that-great Eagles offense, the Panthers' defense will look good. Donald will look good, and kind of pick apart that defense, look for DJ Moore to have a good game. Uh, so I, I'm easily taking the Panthers in this All one. All right, too. so the next one we got the Titans at the Jaguars. And let's just start by saying Urban, Urban, Urban. <sighs> Dude, like, I don't know how you lose the confidence of your locker room faster. Let's just talk about, so like, yeah, what he did, you know, really stupid. And that by itself is awful. But you start to hear some of these rumblings coming out. He didn't even ride back with the team after they lost. He decided to stay in Ohio for what he claimed. I think Urban Meyer is regretting taking this job. He okay, but look, misses listen, the college listen. life. I'm not saying that's an excuse. I'm saying he's an idiot. Urban Meyer, like, he, he claimed he needed to, like, go home and see, quote-unquote, family after the loss. So he didn't go back with the and team. And he was grinding on girls. And he decided to go to the bar he owned and grind on some girl while his wife was presumably watching his grandkids like hey the man is just like he's ridiculous the man just saying that quote earlier in the season where it's just like oh it's like playing alabama every week it's just like it's just i don't think he's i don't think he's into this job i don't think he's fully committed to it and if you did you see the press conference video of him saying he apologized to the team he didn't make a single moment of eye contact. He was looking down at... Yeah, his, he doesn't want to be there. He's He doesn't want to be there. He's disinterested. For that reason, I don't think I can take the Jags in any game all year because I don't think... When you have a head coach that doesn't buy in, I can't imagine your team's going to. I got the Titans. The Jags are just an awful team in general. But yeah, the, the Titans, I think that loss to the Jets was just an anomaly. They had a bad game. Um, I think the Titans are still a good team, and are I think still, easily still easily. I think not only are they easily going to win this game, I think they're easily going to win that division. I, I don't think Indi- Indianapolis is definitely the second best team, but I mean, we, we saw last week when the way the Colts played Indianapolis, they're definitely a better 
But if you're the ailing or Titans, the way the Titans played Indianapolis, but, they're definitely. But if you're team. the ailing Titans, like if you see their injury report, it looks longer than I. I don't even. I was going to come up with like a funny analogy, but they got a lot of people injured. AJ Brown's not going to play in this one. I think he Julio. might actually. They've got a lot of people questionable. AJ Brown's not for sure going to play. Julio Jones is still injured. They they have a lot of people that may or may not play. And this is a great team hey, to they play. They got Derrick Henry and Tannehill. But, That's all you need, but man. But this is a great team to play when you're not going to have all your people. Because you so could, was the Jets and they lost. But, you, I, but I'm, ta- I'm taking the Titans. You could probably put out like a Pee Wee squad against the Jaguars and have a chance. But anyway, not really. So we're both taking the Titans, big. Yep, uh, next game we have the New England Patriots at the Texans. We already talked a lot about the Patriots. I think, I mean, they're a good team, but are they? Like playoff level team, probably not. Uh, they're sitting at one this and three right now. This but game's more. I think the Patriots are easily going to win this game. The Texans are just a huge mess. This is another I feel game bad for Davis Mills. Um, I'm going New England big. Sorry, a, go ahead. This is another game where it's more about what the Texans are not than what the Patriots are, because the Texans with Davis Mills do not score points flat out. They just, they cannot score. They don't look combobulated like if they had Tyrod Taylor I would be a little bit more concerned but Davis Mills you got Bill Belichick's defense he's gonna scheme up some things no doubt he knows exactly what Davis Mills can and cannot do it's not gonna be close Patriots are gonna win that game anyway next game we've got the Chicago Bears at the Las Vegas Raiders it was announced this week Lucas Justin Fields has been named the Chicago Bears starter for the rest of the season the, day after. the Andy Dalton era is over it lasted two games when he was injured in week can two we point out Matt Nagy's inconsistency that was the day after Matt Nagy said that he was gonna name Andy Dalton the starter when he was healthy Matt and Nagy doesn't even know what Matt Nagy's doing Matt, clearly that was like the owner and like the GM being like no Nah, Justin Fields is going to start, and you're going to deal with it. He's like, fine. The the Raiders, uh, obviously, they didn't play that great against the Chargers. I think the Chargers and the Raiders are both pretty good teams that are going to be fighting for for a wildcard spot the whole time. Hell, they might even one of them might even win the division if Kansas City doesn't get their act together. But I think they will. But that's a later conversation. Um, I'm taking the Raiders at home in this one. I don't think the Bears are that bad of a team, but also the Raiders, I think, are... like better, definitely so the better one, team in this one. This one, I think, is going to be a good test for what Derek Carr may or may not be the rest of the year because he did play very, very well to start the season. You know, people were floating as a as a possible dark horse MVP candidate. Okay, but the the problem with Derek Carr over his career, he's inconsistent. Been, he's he started out amazing and then something happens and he never gains that form back. So can Derek Carr? bounce back after a negative Against a good game. defense, too. Against a defense that Chicago, I think, has the most sacks of any NFL team in the season, I believe. So, he's going to get pressured. He's he did gonna, play well against uh, Pittsburgh and gonna, Baltimore. He's going to get pressured. No, it didn't. He's going to have to make the right reads. And he's going to have to bounce back, which is something he historically hasn't done. That being said, I don't think it matters much in this specific matchup because I don't think the Bears are going to score that many points. Exactly, and the Raiders' defense... The, the problem in the Derek Carr era has been the Raiders every single year have had one of the worst defenses in the league. And at times, Carr just doesn't have people around him. But for the last couple of years, they've had a good offense, but just a terrible defense. But this year, the defense looks vastly improved. Like, they're good on both sides of the ball. So but, we're both um, taking the Raiders? Yeah, we're both taking the Raiders. Right, we're taking the Raiders. I, I don't think the Bears can score enough to, to okay, keep up with them. Okay, so next matchup, we've got the Cleveland Bla- Browns ugh, and the <laughs> going to Los Angeles to play the Chargers. This game, 
I think both of these teams are really good. Uh, I could see it going either way. I did hear this week that Baker Mayfield has a torn labrum in his left apparently shoulder. He's been playing with since like week two. He did look pretty bad against the Vikings, so um, that's something to watch out for. This one, I could see it going either way. This is probably was the hardest game for me to pick, but I. Knowing, I know it's not the Anthony Lynn, or Anthony Lynn is not the coach of the Chargers anymore, but I'm just so used to them blowing leads and choking um, with Anthony Lynn that, and Cleveland to me has been very consistent this year and last year of just being really good team, being a really good team. They beat who they're supposed to beat, you know, a top tier team. I'm going to take Cleveland in this one, and their defense this year has looked amazing. I'm going to, I'm going to take Cleveland, but uh, I think it'll be a close game. I'm also a Cleveland. Seven points only allowed against the Vikings in the entire football game. That's a hell of a defense. The week before, they they made Fields look like a a middle schooler out there the week before. Well, you know, Fields didn't really play that great last week either. He played well enough to win the game, but like I said... I I, get what you're saying, but yeah. But anyway, um, so we got four more games left to talk about. Let's go. The New York Giants at the Dallas Cowboys. um, Cowboys, right? Cowboys. Barely even a... Cowboys are a very good team this year. Their defense is vastly improved. Their offense is just so loaded. They can put up 40 points in their sleep. The Giants, they're struggling. I know they won last week. Daniel Jones, that was potentially one of the best games of his career. And it was mostly the like towards the end of the game of him turning it on. He won Offensive Player of the Week somehow. Uh, he threw for like 400 yards and two touchdowns. But I just... <laughs> I think that was a bit of an anomaly, and I don't think the Saints are really that great of a team anyways. Um, yeah, I was going to say, the question might be not... I think Dallas is going to blow out the Giants in this The one. question there might not be, what is Daniel Jones, but what are actually the Saints? Because, Saints' yeah. defense is good, though. but Is it? I think so. Have, have, we, have, we, have we really gotten proof that it's really that good? How many points did Mac played Jones... Played good against Mac Jones. They, they beat the crap out he of the He played good against Mac Jones, and he played... And Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, yeah, half still on vacation, Aaron Rodgers, week one, before he, like, actually completely bought in. And they played good against Daniel Jones until, like, the fourth quarter, when Daniel Jones started to do stuff. So, anyway, um, we're going to move on. So th- we We've all taken the Cowboys, Cowboys easily in that one. Yeah. Uh, we got the 49ers at the Cardinals. Um, Trey Lance is starting Garoppolo out with the calf. Lucas, what do you say? Trey Lance isn't ready to play. The only reason they're playing him is because Garoppolo's hurt. And their backup options of the last couple years of, oh my god, what were those guys' names? One guy was Nick Mullins. Oh, and C.J. Beathard. Both were terrible so other anyway. years when Shanahan's backups other years when Garoppolo's but, uh, hurt. Yeah, Trey Lance isn't going to, Isn't I don't think he's going to let up the world in this game. George Kittle may not be playing. He's questionable. Which is also a big deal because for a young quarterback, one of your best assets is a tight end you're comfortable throwing the ball to. They still really haven't ex- like really haven't found much of a running game. Like they've got random pieces, but they don't have consistency there. And you're playing the the hottest team in football, right? We talked about it. The Cardinals are on fire. I don't see them losing this game, especially not at home. Ben, I think the Cardinals. I agree with Lucas. They are very hot right now. The hottest team in the NFL right now at four and I don't see them losing uh, to a backup quarterback. Or I shouldn't say that. I should. I don't see them losing to a rookie to a quarterback. quarterback. I was going to say a backup. I'll but he, I don't see them he is a backup, a though. Backup quarterback. Yeah, he is, but yeah. But, um, uh, I, but yeah, the Cardinals are playing really good right now. I know the Niners do have a good defense, but um, and they did play good, you know, in the first half against Russell Wilson. But at the end, the Seahawks were just putting up points like crazy. So I, 
And then the Packers, they kind of played the opposite against the Packers, where at the beginning the Packers were scoring a lot, and then the defense played better. So This defense is still good for the Niners, but are they as good as the 2019 team two years ago that played in the Super Bowl? Probably not, no. They lost some pieces from that team. They no longer have D. Ford on this team. They don't have um, DeForest Buckner on this team. They don't have Richard Sherman on this team as he got older. Same with D. Ford. So so. they're not as as good of a defense. They're still good, though. I'm going to throw a slight curveball, but we're going to talk about the Sunday night matchup last. We're going to talk about Ah. Monday night football. Second to last, we're going to talk about the Indianapolis Colts at the Baltimore Ravens. I don't think there's much to talk about here. The Ravens, Lamar's playing great football right now. The Ravens uh, are should be a cons- not a considerably better team, but I think they're a decent amount better team. Um, honestly, actually, full roster wise, the Colts might be better, but I just trust Lamar improves them so much more than and Carson Wentz almost hurts the Colts, whereas Lamar improves the Ravens so much. Yeah, I just, and how do you stop Lamar? His the running game, the passing game. You know, they got him some other wide receivers now. With, uh, it, with as much as Baltimore blitzes, I wouldn't be surprised if Wentz gets hurt and has to come out of the game. Because <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's true. He's already kind of still hurt in Baltimore blitzes like every two or three plays. Like, I think Baltimore will win by multiple yeah, possessions in this game. I think that'll be a, that will, that'll kind of be a mood point. Um, the last game, I, I want to say this one for last because I think this one is probably the best matchup of the week. By it far. definitely is. It is the AFC Championship rematch. The Buffalo Bills at the Kansas City Chiefs. Sunday night football. Lucas, and this one, I both, I mean, the Chiefs, as we know, I mean, last week they looked good, but they're struggling a little bit. They lost two games that they probably shouldn't have lost in week two to the Ravens and week three to the Chargers. But um, I think I'm not that worried about them, and I'm not worried about Mahomes and the offense, really. I think they'll get it together and continue to improve. But Buffalo right now, they're on the three-game winning streak. They won, what, 40 to nothing last week against the Texans. Uh, I think week two, they, they won like 35 to nothing against Miami. So this team is putting up a lot of po- They're playing dominant on both sides of the ball. Like, I know that the Texans are just like a scrub team, but to beat anyone in the NFL 40 to nothing is pretty impressive. But I'm at home, and just because of what happened in the AFC Championship game, I this may surprise you a bit based on how they're playing, but I'm taking Kansas City. But I think it'll be a really close game, and I could see it going either way. I've also got Kansas City. Um, I just think they're going to be very motivated. Um, exactly, yeah. they were last week too. It's not like the Bills aren't going to be motivated. I just think number one, the game's an Arrowhead, so that's already difficult for the Bills. Number two, I just think that when you're in a game like that, I just I trust. Patrick Mahomes more than I trust Josh Allen because Josh Allen, for as amazing as he is, he still sometimes makes some plays where it's so, like, there is are times doing? where if Josh Allen is playing in a big game where he will make some mistakes and look a little nervous out there, which is what he did in the AFC Championship game. He did not look like himself, and I feel like it's almost as if he's like very intim- intimidated by Mahomes and the Chiefs, and I feel like or. So, he feels there's so much pressure on him to keep up with them. To be fair, a lot of people are intimidated by Mahomes. I get that, but I just but. mean, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I could see this game going either way, but I, I, I am taking Kansas City, and I think this will be the game. Like the Chiefs will play so good, where people will talk about, wow, the Chiefs are all the way back. Like, will they even lose another game the rest of the season? Who knows? And I, I wouldn't be surprised if if the Chiefs do run the table here and go 15 and two. All right, so we're going to do a surprise last segment I didn't tell Ben about until right now. We're going to do, uh, I'm going to give you some time to think about it while I give you my answer to the question, but we're going to just do a brief um, 
brief, uh, really briefly, I'm going to give you my World Series teams and who I think is going to win. So, but I'm going to give you a second while I give you mine <laughs> to come up with an answer to this. Um, I've got the Brewers in the Rays for a couple different reasons. The Rays have, have looked very talented all year. Of course, they got to the World Series last year. Um, they just seem to always have the pitchers and the hitting to do it, even if you don't know who those players are. Um, I think ultimately they just... The American League this year, plainly put, has not looked like there's one team that's going to just annihilate anybody. So I've got them and the American League for the Brewers. Okay, so this one is going to make me sound like I'm a definite homer, and, and in a lot of ways I kind of am. But the reason I'm picking the Brewers is because you could argue that they have two of the best five pitchers in the postseason when you talk about Corbin Burns and Brandon Woodruff. Easily two people who could have that could each win the Cy Young. A lot of people are saying Corbin Burns should win it, and that's not just even in Wisconsin. That's, you know, across the country. So you get two of the best pitchers in the league statistically this year in the, in the postseason pitching kills, right? And you're only going to pitch three of your starters anyway in a typical series. So I've got the Brewers getting through the, the World Series. But I tell you what, the reason I don't think they're going to win, I think the Rays are going to win the World Series, is because... Freaking Devin Williams decided to punch the wall and knock himself out for the rest of the season because he decided, you know what, I'm drunk and I'm upset, so I'm going to punch the wall with my pitching hand so that I will no longer be able to play the rest of the season. I think that's going to hurt them because he was their setup man. That's really big in the postseason to have those clutch bullpen guys, so I think ultimately it's the bullpen pitching that loses the, for the Brewers, but I do think they get there, but I think the Rays win it overall. Ben, do you have some picks for me? I do. I am taking a rematch or the same matchup as last year. I'm going with the Dodgers and the Rays. I, The Brewers are a good team. They have great pitchers in Burns and Woodruff, like Lucas said. I love the Brewers, but I'm just so used to, in my life, them choking and not getting to World Series. Uh, like, look at 2018, for example, and they lost to the Dodgers. So I think they will lose the NLCS once again to the Dodgers. And um, this time, I'm actually going to take the Rays to beat the Dodgers. Just we both got the Rays as World Series champs. We, bo- okay. we both do have the Rays as both World got Series the champs. So anyway, uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, we're sorry that it's out a little bit later than we had expected. Um, sometimes life happens, but we will be out there to put out episodes. Uh, don't worry, we're still going to be around. Um, but we thank you if you did get through this whole thing. Uh, you know, please follow us um, on, on all the podcast networks. We appreciate it. Um, go ahead and give us a review. We appreciate that as well. Um, and actually, you can contact us if you want at irrefutablesports at gmail.com. Um, that's our email address. Um, so you can contact us there if you'd like. Um, we do have an Instagram as well now, so follow us at, at, at irrefutablesports on Instagram. We're going to be posting great th- content there for you as well. Uh, yes, that's about it. Uh, ben, do you have any final words? Thank you, uh, and go Pack Go. Go Pack Go, and go Bruce. All right, talk to you later.